Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Howdy there, everybody. I'm Joel Brzezinski, and I got Mike Kapler with me. It's Growing in Grace, our weekly podcast featuring, hopefully, encouraging words. If you are a person who has uh, come to know Christ in one way or another, maybe you've been in the church all your life, Maybe you've just recently come to know Christ. Maybe you've been steeped in legalism and you're wanting a breath of fresh air, something to help you to be free in the finished work of Jesus Christ. I mean, we hope that you'll be encouraged and that you will be set free by the truth of the gospel, the good news. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free, and that's one of the big reasons why we do this program, to help people to be free in that freedom for which he set us free. Well, Cap, how's things going for you this week? Free. 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 Very free. Yeah, I, I feel free. <laughs> I'm free. That's a good song by The Who, by the way. <laughs> you know, uh, the, one of the reasons why I like getting together on these podcasts, Joel, is because it's one of the few places I can go these days where I can still get a word in edgewise. I, I always have trouble getting a word in when I'm in a conversation with people. Yeah, I know how that Especially goes. Especially when it's a small group setting. They're just all yakking. Nobody's listening to me. So I, I like to come here where, <laughs> where you hopefully can... somebody will listen. I'll yeah. listen, Cat. What's... What's on your mind? <laughs> what's bugging you these days? Lay I'll it all tell you out. what's on my mind. Pour out your you heart. Know, one of the things that we uh, maybe don't talk a lot about here on, on the Growing in Grace podcast is what does it take to know that you are saved, to know that you have been redeemed, to know that uh, you are a child of God, that you're going to go to heaven, all of these good things. Well, how do you know? Joel, how do you know? How does one come to this place? Um, don't ask me. I just work here. No. <laughs> no, but that is a very good question. And I those are thoughts that have gone through my head from time to time during my Christian walk. I, I would say more often during the early years when I was really not sure of a lot of things. And I would ask questions like, am I really saved? Uh, was my faith that I put in Christ really real? And And the problem that or the thing that caused a lot of that was I had people around me who were who would, who would always question these types of things. Is that person really saved? Uh, is that person living right? It was a lot of performance-based stuff, and so that left me questioning a lot of things. In fact, even before, uh, really, I began my walk with Christ, I had this perception of Christ and of God that I had to be performing a certain way Otherwise, uh, if Christ came back or if I died, I was not going to have eternal life with him. And that kind of scared me sometimes. I thought I had to live right. And so it, I understand the questions that people ask. They want that security. They want to know. They want to know that they know that they know. And uh, I think the scriptures help us there. And also, you know, I, I believe that God, as our father, as our daddy, the Holy Spirit will help us in these things too. Yeah. I think what it comes down to for me, Joel, is, and, and I know last week we talked about hell, and regardless of, of your views on that, I can tell you this, that uh, hell is certainly not a place that God had ever intended for, for you listening right now. It, it's not a, a place that was created for you. Here's the thing. 
God loved you so much. Remember John 3.16, Joel? I hardly ever quote that one anymore because there's so many other great scriptures out there. <laughs> it's, an it's an underrated verse, no doubt about it. I mean, God so loved the world and everybody in it, and you personally listening right now, that he sent his son. God became a man and never did anything wrong, the only person in human history ever not to do something wrong. So he was this perfect lamb that God sacrificed for you and me. Uh, he did it for us so that we could have this eternal relationship with him. And that, that's the kind of love that he has for you. So God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And there are those who will sit around like what you were talking about, Joel, and say, gee, I wonder where I stand with God today. I wonder if he's pleased with me. I, I, I wonder if I'm doing enough and those kinds of things. Where do I really stand? I've done some things wrong. I, I don't know. Maybe God's mad at me. And so they're, they're, they get into this place where they, they start trying to place confidence in their own ability instead of confidence in what Christ has already done. And so belief in what he has done is all we have to do to, to rest in, in his peace and his eternal love. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, that's where it's at. It's you know, wherever your thinking has taken you, you know, if you're questioning your salvation, if you're, if you're questioning uh, whether or not God loves you, if you're questioning whether you've gone too far in some of your behavior, go back to the cross in your thinking. I mean, the cross itself isn't going to happen over and over again. It only happened one time, and it was once and for all. What was accomplished on the cross was accomplished one time, and it was accomplished for once and for all. And so go back in your thinking to the cross and realize that what happened on the cross, Jesus became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That's what happened on the cross. Our sin was taken away, and we were given the gift by God. It's a gift of God's very own righteousness. It all happened because of our behavior? No, it didn't happen because of our good behavior, and it didn't happen in spite of, of our bad behavior, but God did it because he so loved us, like you just said, Cap, that John 3.16, we can't you know bring that one up enough, really, but like you say, there's so many other great uh, verses that we like to talk about, but really, go back to the cross, what was accomplished there once and for all, and remember that you were included in that work on the cross. Your sins have been taken away forever. You're forgiven, and because of the resurrected life of Christ, you have been made free and raised with Christ forever. Yeah, and really, we talked about John 3.16 being underrated. The verse after that is probably even more underrated. Yeah. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He's not in the condemning business. So you, you can get out of that now. You can close the doors, close up shop on that. Romans 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So that word believe in the Strong's Concordance, Joel, it's a verb in this particular verse, and it means to trust in, have faith in, be fully convinced of, and to acknowledge. Do you remember in the, in the book of Acts, the Philippian jailer, that Paul and Silas and the gang were there singing praises at midnight, and then all of a sudden the jail doors opened up, 
and the jailer was going to kill himself because he figured that the prisoners were going to run. Mm-hmm. And Paul, he must have been pretty close to him because I'm sure it was dark and there probably wasn't much light. And Paul said, wait, don't. Don't kill yourself. We're still here. We're not going anywhere, pal. And, and so then the guy comes over. He, he asks for a light. So that tells you it was dark. He says, bring a light in here. And he's, he's trembling. And he says to Paul and, and his friends, what must I do to be saved? What must I do? And it's, it's not a work that we perform like what you were talking about, Joel. It's not a work we perform to be saved, to, to come into God's rest and, and uh, experience his grace and unconditional love. What did Paul say? He said, just believe on, I don't have the verse in front of me, but believe on the Lord Jesus and you'll be saved, you and your household. And of course, what Paul meant there was that if, if your household also believes, whoever is in your household, they can also be saved. A few verses later, uh, the jailer takes them home, feeds them, and they probably shared the gospel. And the scripture tells us that those in his household also believed and were baptized. But I, I just wanted to, to point that out because there's really only one thing that you can point to in the scripture that we must do, if I can say the word do here for a second and then elaborate on it, and that is to believe. But even believing, Joel, is through faith. And faith is not of ourselves. Even faith to believe is a gift from God. And I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, I think a lot of our uh, listeners, and, and, and this that type of talk, what you just said there, really helped me in the past when I was struggling with, is my faith big enough or not, or did I really believe? Take the weight off of your shoulders and realize you believe, okay? You wouldn't be, for one thing, you wouldn't be wondering all this stuff if you didn't believe. You do believe, that Christ came and took your sin away, and and it's because God has given that faith to you as a gift. You've uh, freely received it from him. There's not enough that you could do to muster up the type of faith through which a person is saved. So rest freely. Just take that weight off of your own shoulders, the struggle to believe, and just believe. I mean, it sounds simple. I might be being a little too simplistic. I don't know. Maybe I'm not being simplistic enough. But just uh, remember that this whole life, the whole, the finished work of Christ and everything, it was a gift. And so just trust God that he has given you what you need for life and for godliness and for eternal life. Yeah, but I, I think that's why Paul, in, in Romans 10 there that we read, you know, he, he encouraged people to make that confession of faith with your mouth because there's just something about that, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Jesus said. And, and so I, I think there's a connection. I, I even know a lot of times, Joel, when I'm trying to remember a bunch of stuff before I can write it down or before I can perform my task, I'm repeating it to myself mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't forget it. And I think there's, there's a place for that even, even when it comes to faith sometimes because we need to be reminded of this incredible work that Jesus Christ did for us. And then there was the woman in Luke chapter 7 who uh, Jesus had forgiven her sins in front of other people, and she had many. I think he said, I say to you, your sins are forgiven. Your sins, of which there are many, are forgiven. Others questioned whether Jesus had the authority to do that, to, to forgive sins. But he, he went on to say to the woman, he said, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. But again, I just want to clarify that even faith, uh, even though you can, it's something I believe you can exercise like a muscle, the muscle was given to you by God. And I just think that that needs to be examined because and, and focused on because too many people start to wonder if they're believing hard enough. 
and, and then you're, you're going down the, the, the wrong road, I think, because you're starting to trust in something you're doing instead of something that he did. But to save Joel, it means to heal, cure, preserve, keep safe and sound, and rescue from danger or destruction, to deliver. That's what being saved means. Yep, yep, that's good stuff there, Cap. And the whole understanding about what faith is, thats it's really, it's good news. You see, that's what Christ did and, and what God has provided for us. It's all good news. And so if you're feeling bad news in regards to where you're at in life, then realize that you're not trusting in the good news. And, and all you got to do is just realize that everything that Christ did is good news for you. And that's something that we can bank on. And something that we're going to move on into uh, next week, this whole idea that, you know, sometimes bad news does get mixed into the gospel message, unfortunately. I think there are a lot of perhaps well-meaning preachers and and teachers of the Word of God, and some people, I think, who have selfish motives. But either way, bad news, performance-based Christianity gets mixed into the gospel, and sometimes people are turned off by the gospel when really it's not the gospel they're turned off by. It's not Christ himself that they're turned off by, but it's a wrong view that, unfortunately, the church presents about Christ. And so we're going to talk about some of this next week right here on Growing in Grace. So stay tuned, and we hope that you'll be encouraged all the more as we focus on the gospel on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.